0: It is now recording. Welcome to the Zero Stars podcast, a podcast about Marvel movies and technical issues with GarageBand. My name is Bob. My name is Matt. And GarageBand is trying to prevent us from bringing you the hot content that you desire. Yeah. So Tim Cook, call me (laughs) Uh, because, yeah, we're having crazy airs that I've never seen before, but we are going to fight through those. Yeah, you're kind of staring at the computer screen with a
1: little bit of trepidation. I'm very wary of it uh,
0: because I want to talk about spider-man homecoming
1: we watched spider-man homecoming the 2017 uh spider-man movie in the marvel universe that was co-produced with sony directed by john watson written by no less than six people (laughs) and we watched this movie
0: like two weeks ago yeah we were intending to record yes uh That didn't happen because I got the flu. Yes. Get your flu shots. It laid me out for about two weeks. And now we're finally able to record this, which is kind of a shame because we both really like this movie. I love this movie. And my recollection of it is diminished from where it was two weeks ago. So I hope that we will be able to remember it. We both have the Wikipedia open. Did the flu like kill some of your
1: brain, like essential brain cells? Straight
0: up. Like I have no recollection of the end of that week. Like it just went away.
1: Did you have to use up all your sick days at work? You had to use one of my sick days at
0: work. Only one. Yeah. I, I worked from home the other days. Oh wow. Yeah. I was, I was flattened
1: by it. That's America for you.
0: Yeah. Well, it's classic America. Yeah. Don't worry. I didn't have the coronavirus. Um I look forward to getting that in my weekend state <laughs> post flu. So that'll be fun just to really challenge the immune system. Um, but no, I'm, I'm back baby great uh and ready to talk about spider-man homecoming all
1: right let's just dive into this let's see if we can recap this with the help of wikipedia so the first scene of course is a flashback
0: (laughs) yes we are back but it's a flashback to something we saw before because it is to the immediate aftermath of the first avengers movie
1: yeah we're in grand central station right i I guess so where
0: one of those big space worms has crashed uh and it turns out those things were made of metal, I guess. I didn't really realize well, that. Had, like, I thought they were parts. organic.
1: I think they were organic, but they had like weird space armor yeah. that was metallic. So And like gems encrusted they, in they them. They have magic gems on yes. them, which is
0: the critical part of this Very because, uh, as okay. I'm told by Wikipedia, Adrian Tumez, which I, I think could it's not, If you put a gun to my head, I would have not known that he had a name. I don't even know if anybody ever says Adrian in this whole movie. I think I knew this. Okay. Played by, uh, that guy, Michael Keaton. <laughs> Michael, I was going to say Michael Kane, And I was like, that ain't it. <laughs> uh, Michael doing Kaine. his best, like Brooklyn accent. Um, yeah. No, so he, yeah, Michael Keaton's there and he's like running this job. Yeah. To he's like the
1: foreman of like <laughs> the, this group of, of Brooklyn dudes who are cleaning clean up, up. Yeah. This cleanup crew, uh,
0: like the wreckage of the alien invasion. And he, is popping gems off of these big monsters. And then like the
1: FBI shows up. No, it's the department of damage control, which I believe is actually like a Marvel invented. Like that's not a real thing. I don't think so. No. I mean, we have a lot of damage that could be controlled Controlled. in our own country. So maybe we got to get on that, but but. I think like, it's another one of those like deep seated, deep cut Marvel things. So the department of damage control shows up um, and they're working with Tony Stark and the U S government. And they're basically like, "Hey, we're taking over." And Michael Keaton's like, "We're working here." I hired all these guys. <laughs> I hired
0: all these guys, yeah. and it's totally unclear to me whether or not at this point he is a bad dude or not.
1: I you know mean, what I mean? Like, for is large w- parts of this movie, <laughs> it whiplashes. But I mean, yeah. But like, it, it, did he show up there with his crew to steal the alien stuff? Or no? I think that, I think he that was like doing an honest day's. I think he was work. doing an honest day's work because he makes the argument. He's like these, he pulls like the, the, the suits aside and he's like, these people are here. They're depending on this. But of money. course he would say that. Yeah. But OK. I yeah, you're right. The film does not spell it out. It probably should spell it out. But it seems as though his his intentions are good here. OK. He's just a blue collar dude who is just trying to do <laughs> right trying to by make his, his way family. in the world. And
0: unfortunately, they're going to take away this job. At the same time, his crew just steals the gems. They just pocket some of the magic gems and
1: then then they get kicked out uh, off the scene. Yeah, he punches a
0: dude inexplicably. He's like, like, he
1: punches Jared Kushner and everybody's, you know, like like,
0: pulls guns on him, but isn't going to kill him. And then then we're like back in their secret lair. Yes.
1: Where he hangs out with his cool blue-collar friends. And they've got the Chitari technology that they've scavenged, and they're going to kind of, like, put it together and sell it to the highest bidder for, like... They're basically going to become black market weapon salesmen.
0: Well, yeah, because the one dude in this crew happens to be an engineer of incredible ability and that's like where i think like were they originally criminals because like this dude is so smart that why he would work as part of a salvage crew is well beyond me yes um so he's like using the gems to power some propeller thing and michael keaton's like the world has changed we got to take control we'll or something with it yeah exactly and you're like, this like dude- i'm getting that
1: pool <laughs> yeah he seems pretty evil for just a dude who he seems willing to compromise on any kind of morals immediately, immediately. yeah yes. and so i just assume he has to have been previously evil. i mean i think the, the movie makes a good case that he is not a good person but it gets. But you get. We get. The nice thing about this movie is that it throws wrinkles at you when you least expect it. That's true. That's and true. And so, and we'll get there when we come to it. But yeah, Adrian Toomes, Michael Keaton, not a good guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. Bad so, Birdman. Eight years pass. <laughs> Birdman. <laughs> bad blue collar bird man <laughs> um which we will re- revisit later yeah uh eight years passed which is crazy to think about the fact that also eight years have passed in real life between yes. which this is charting our actual lives so peter parker was like an infant when the original, the original like destruction
0: yeah. of new york which is actually kind of an interesting yeah. thing
1: he seems not particularly phased by it actually he wasn't he, he's 15 now so he would have been it's, it's, do you know how infants work yeah um I wanted to clarify that he would not have actually been an infant. But um He's yeah, a high schooler. He's a high schooler, yeah. And, and he would have uh, been exceptionally young.
0: And we join him media res in the middle of civil war when he encounters uh Tony Stark for the first time, and Tony Stark like drafts him to go fight against Captain America and stuff at the
1: airfield. Yeah. There's this whole sequence that's like basically shot like a YouTube video diary. Yes. That is as as two people who watch a disturbing amount of YouTube kind of like <laughs> video daily, daily content video yeah um is extremely accurate oh and delightful, delightful send-up and it's really fun to see the sequences
0: that you saw in Civil War from a different perspective that makes you realize how silly it looks when like Captain America is just like out in an airfield yeah <laughs> like
1: When you shoot it from a phone camera, it looks kind of goofy in a really delightful way. Yeah, all of a sudden, all the costumes look like dumb, and everyone looks like kind of like an idiot. Right, exactly. But like they're still doing magic stuff, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I
0: I love the sequence. Oh, it's great. It's a great way to get us back into the vibe of Peter Parker
1: is just a doofus and and he's and a kid. Yeah, by which we mean a kid. Yeah, Um, but yeah, no, it's a great sequence. I also just think that it's like it's very charming. It's very well shot. it is, it is like natural humor. That's just not just the issue with Spider-Man is that sometimes he, he, because he's known for being quippy, they want to quip him up. They just want to quip him up. And this is like a good natural form of humor that is also driving the plot. I along. agree. And, yeah. and, and the nice thing about
0: this movie, just generally writing wise is that he is not quippy in a way I don't
1: buy. No, he's he is not believably quippy, he's believably quick, quippy, but the movie is very funny. Oh, yeah. Because everyone gets to be funny. That is it. Yeah. It, it is equal opportunity humor. And the all tone the kids. of it is, oh, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no. Yeah. No, but the ahead.
0: tone of it is so much more akin to uh, the early Iron Man movies. Yeah. Where it's like, this is a funny movie. Like, don't kid yourself. Like, yeah, it's body horror and Tony Stark's got a thing yeah. in his chest and it's super messed up. But like, it's a joke a laugh it, a riot yeah. with
1: uh john favreau it wants to entertain you it's yes. actively trying to entertain you and it is doing an excellent job at it mm-hmm. um so, so peter is drafted into the avengers um and he helps with the whole issue in berlin but then tony basically sends him back to manhattan after the whole um everything happens with civil war cap is out there somewhere uh there's like a everybody's broken up winter avengers yeah um, and Tony basically drops him off at home again after all of this. And Peter's just like, so when's the next mission? And Tony's like, uh, we'll call you happy. We'll call you, yeah. uh, allowing John Favreau to cash those checks. Yeah. He's got a big, he's got a big role, a this.
0: Big role in this movie. Yeah. He is a meaningful character. Uh, so, so
1: Peter Parker is now just a high schooler. Trying to live his life, but he also trying to live his life, his (laughs) dual life because, of course, he wants to be Spider-Man more than he wants to be a high school kid. Yes, because who wouldn't want to? Of course, this movie taps into that that like high school age, or more actually, more accurately, like middle school age desire to be like to have that double life, be exceptional, and be able to climb on walls. It's
0: a regular uh, Hannah Montana situation it really is it truly is yeah it is it's, it's, yeah. it's the same exact fantasy yes it's wonderful uh, except that you don't get Billy Ray Cyrus missed opportunity next yeah next time I hope he's signed to a Sony label so
1: that can happen um <laughs> I think that Billy Ray Cyrus is the, the property is owned by Sony but Marvel's trying to get it back okay yeah it's, well, uh, it's complicated he is heroic
0: yeah. he is so honky tonk <laughs> What what an
1: incredible power
0: he has over the ladies. Um, So at this point, we see Peter Parker going to school. He is yelled at from a passing car and called Penis Parker. Obviously, this is
1: terrific. This this movie threads the needle of like high school kids talking like high school kids without it being a hard R rated movie so well. (laughs) Like Penis Parker is so good. It's so good. It's just like it's it's it's. It sounds, it probably sounds dumb when we say it, but like delivered also by that actor who I now see everywhere. The actor who plays Flash Thompson, like the, who's no longer like a bully. He is is a bully, but he's, he's a, he's just like another nerd. He's just another nerd. (laughs) They go to a school, like a, a magnet school or something for like super smart kids. Yes. And like they're all, they're all exceptionally smart. They're all nerds, but like. So the, the bullying isn't like shoving somebody in a locker, which like never happened in my high <laughs> yes. school. It is literally just like bullying is like calling someone Penis Parker. And it's funny, but it also hurts a little probably <laughs> if you're Peter Parker.
0: Yeah, it's totally believable. And I do like that. It's not like a typical depiction of a nerd that is totally unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like he is not the Toby Maguire like... I'm wearing glasses, and I'm just such a nerd. And that makes me a
1: nerd. No, he's just as cool as all the other kids. Yeah,
0: except that he just kind of doesn't realize it, and he doesn't yeah. hang out with people because he's spending all of his time being Spider-Man, so he doesn't get to participate in stuff
1: like the academic decathlon. Yes, precisely. So, let's talk about the decathlon by also talking about like some of the other people on the decathlon team. There's um the... There's the girl that Peter has a crush on. Smoke and Babe. I can't remember her name. I don't think you can say that. She's like 16. <laughs> um,
0: we are meant to think she is a Smoke and Babe in the yeah. context of the movie. She's obviously like,
1: quote, the hot she's chick. She's the hot chick. Yeah. And he's the, she's Peter the one that he never always, have a chance with her. But she's not named either Gwen Stacy or. Um, Mj, so we know we know fact. that she she's probably not going to live. Maybe going to die. Yeah, maybe <laughs> going to die, and or not going to be in this movie for very long. Totally. Um, but Peter has his best friend Ned, who yes. is also on the decathlon team, who is a great part of this. A movie. corpulent boy. A corpulent boy. <laughs> very entertaining. Oh, excellent timing.
0: Wonder wonderfully cast.
1: Yes, wonderfully cast, and, and a good Lego builder. Excellent Lego. Builder. Never forget. Yeah. So he's also there. There's uh, Flash Thompson. We've already mentioned who calls him Penis Parker. He's a douche. He's just a douche. And he's kind of an
0: idiot, <laughs> but he is also on the academic team because he's not team. actually
1: an idiot. He, but he's not as smart as people And then there's an unnamed character played by uh, Zendaya, yes. who is uh, just I think a Disney Disney Channel person as well. She's in Euphoria. Yes, I know that. But I think before that she was in. I Disney have staff. no idea. But yeah. I appreciate Did that you she's watch already Euphoria? first name only. I mean, it's, it's a bold start. I know. It's pretty cool. No, I never watched that show. I watched the first episode of that show. That show is, is is upsetting. Really? It is very upsetting. I thought it was... Is it just like about kids taking Molly? Yeah, I much prefer watching... Like, I, I watched it because I really like... High school dramas, but what I realized watching Euphoria was that I like fake high school dramas. Like it's too raw. It's way too raw. Oh wow. Yeah, like Spider Man mixed with Euphoria would be a very disturbing Spider Man. <laughs> very upsetting. Like that, this is. It's a people very, getting shoved in lockers. You're saying? Yes. <laughs> There's actual locker shoving in
0: Euphoria. Uh, swirlies abound in Euphoria. <laughs> a wet willy was given, <laughs> <laughs> and you had flashbacks. You were like,
1: oh no. Uh, yeah, d- yeah. I don't necessarily recommend that you watch Euphoria if you ever plan on having children at the. Very very least whoa uh that's it's pretty a, that's pretty strong dude it's, it's a very very disturbing show was it good um it was well done <laughs> it was well directed and well acted uh-huh um Let's talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> All right, more. dude, because we have made no progress in this film. No. So so Peter Parker has friends. This is the important thing is that he has friends yes. and teammates who depend on him and like him. And he's not an outcast. He just hangs out with Ned most of the time because he and Ned are probably the geekiest. And
0: they're just like bros. And they're bros.
1: They're yeah. bros. They've got a good thing going. They're probably going to start a podcast soon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if they don't start a podcast in the next one, huge <laughs> yes. missed opportunity. Yes. Because they're just two dudes who are hanging out. <laughs> Obviously, they would eventually start a podcast. That's the law. Um, So, okay. At this point, he's like, I can't do academic decathlon anymore because I have an internship with Tony Stark, which we know is really just him calling Happy and being like, Is there an Avengers job for me? And Happy
1: being like, No. And stop ignoring his calls. But Peter is, as Spider Man, is also just like doing small jobs, neighborhood friendly neighborhood Spider Man stuff around. Um, around queens and
0: yeah we get to see him put on the suit in an alley which is great scene delightful uh where he's just like tripping over the suit as he tries to put
1: it on and it fits all (laughs) baggy and it's just hilarious and amazing yeah it's good physical comedy throughout on this one um he is he is not he's both like extremely agile and as ungainly as anyone he's a high school 15 yes it's it's (laughs) really interesting. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um okay, but we are just making no progress. No, and part of it is because like the plot of this movie is a lot less interesting than a lot of the stuff that kind of happens around. That's so true. It just
0: it just allows them to set things up, but at the same time it is kind of plot heavy in a way. Yeah.
1: Um so, so he he's like trying to prevent a lot of crimes. One night he's out and he sees these dudes trying to rob an ATM. Yeah. And he goes in and stops them. But one of them has this like weird alien plasma gun that he tries to shoot Spider-Man with Spider-Man dodges, but like it causes a massive amount of destruction around this intersection.
0: And, and like destroys the sandwich shop that Peter Parker
1: goes to, to speak Spanish and eat sandwiches at. Yeah. So he's like, what is this gun and why do these people have it? So he's made it his mission to figure out where it's come from. Uh, also that night, he, he was like exhausted. He's gotten kind of beat up and he goes home and he's very worried about like, he's lost it. Oh, his backpack was stolen. Yeah. So he's lost his clothes. So he has to like sneak in to the apartment as Spider-Man. So he comes in his, uh, his bedroom window and like his door, his bedroom door is open. So he goes over and Aunt May is walking around out there played by the Marissa Tomei. Oh. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> uh, And he closes the door and drops down, and we're all like, oh, thank goodness that Aunt May didn't see that. And then immediately the camera just, like, turns and Ned is there. Yes, and And Ned has been
0: sitting in Peter's room waiting for
1: him, (laughs) and now knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. It's a great,
0: great sequence. Yes, and of course, Ned is terrible at keeping secrets, meaning that...
1: The, the situation is ripe for comedy. Yes, it is great. Um, throughout. So now Ned is like, they're doing like the, the, um, not the presidential fitness test, but the Captain America fitness test in school. And Ned is just like. Like, talking about, like, all the possibilities of how great it is that Peter Spider-Man, what this could do for their social lives.
0: There is a running gag in this movie where school is full of instructional videos delivered by Captain America. Yeah. Woo,
1: it is good. They're very, consistently very good jokes. It must have been a blast to write those. Oh, and
0: it also is just a delight because... You realize what a tool bag Captain America is to the average human. Yeah, like
1: s- seeing the kids. I mean, those those the three girls playing um, Mary Fuck Kill with uh, the <laughs> Avengers was fantastic. It's too. so good. Yeah, you just you get like the um the
0: the kids' eye view basically. Oh yeah, yeah. And what you learn is that Tony Stark is cool. Captain America is lame as heck. Uh, but Tony Stark is is cool. But like. Only kind of cool. He's as cool as you can be. Yeah. As an
1: adult. Yeah, and with that beard. I mean, we all know that beard is really cool. I mean, in this world, in this alternative reality. Everybody has agreed. Everybody wants that beard. (laughs) That
0: beard is it,
1: man. Um, Okay, so basically... Peter says, I know Spider-Man to the girl that he has a crush on um, or something along those lines. And she's like, well, you're coming to the party. Why don't you like bring and, Spider-Man to my or party Ned says he'll bring Spider-Man to your party. Yeah. And Peter's like, I guess I gotta do this. And you're like, this is this is a situation that will be comedic. Yes. As a classic farce. And the issue is, is that that the party happens. Peter goes to the party. Um, the party and, is at a incredible house this incre- in, yeah, in the huge suburbs. house in the suburbs. Um, and part of me is like, I really want to just have Peter at this party and have the farcical elements yes, of him trying that to That is be. what I want to. And I just, I want to watch that for the next half hour, right. but the plot has to go on. Basically, he leaves the party to
0: go put on the Spider-Man suit and he's like thinking about going into the party as Spider-Man mm-hmm. and he looks out in the distance and there's like an explosion and he goes to investigate. And what he finds is that there is a weapons deal happening between Donald Glover and Nice little nod. Uh, Well, sort of a nice nod, except that he's the one that everybody wanted to play Spider-Man, and now he has been cast as a (laughs) low-rent street criminal. So a little bit of a downgrade for him, but okay. Um, And he is trying to buy weapons from... Uh, the dudes, Adrian Tomb's people, the, yeah, the dudes who have the alien tech, and they are showing him one of the weapons, and they test fired it, and the dude was like, "You're not supposed to fire that out in the open." And Donald Glover's like, "I don't want to buy a laser rifle. I just want a handgun." <laughs> uh, and then I guess that yeah, like Spider Man, he just up. jumps down and is like, "Hey, what you doing?" Or whatever. Yeah,
1: it was like if you're gonna because I think they were about to shoot Donald Glover because Donald Glover is. Like I'm gonna report this or something like that. I'm gonna tell the cops, cops about our illegal arms deal. His, his morality is very strange throughout this movie. He and is like the linchpin of scenes. the plot, yes. but he
0: exists solely for the plot.
1: Yeah. Um Spider-Man saves Donald Glover uh and is like, I gotta find out where these weapons are coming from. There's so a lengthy
0: chase where the the car is driving away, there's at least with one the
1: weapons in it. With at least one Ferris Bueller reference in it um yeah i think so yeah where he's like running through the yards yep. uh it's a very lengthy sequence eventually i think he just like puts a tracker on he's got like a spider tracker that he like puts on the van well but at this point
0: big bad blue collar birdman. oh right comes Descends. in so yeah. we know that this is uh the vulture yeah but adrian tombs what's his name Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, whose name I cannot remember for the life of me. And he, it turns out, has somehow in a warehouse been able to build a flying suit that would rival the Iron Man
1: himself. Oh, yeah, it's it's basically like a mashup of Iron Man and Birdman Sam. That's it. Suits. It's like a
0: more mechanical Birdman yeah. Sam, but also does things that Birdman's suit does
1: not do. He can like go way higher. Up well, in he can't in do that air. now because okay, not yet.
0: every time that we see these dudes working on this suit, the. Dude who builds it Who is a super genius Is like I want to put the thing in it That lets you breathe High up in the air And oh, for yeah. some reason Michael Keaton is always like No <laughs> I don't want you to do it Next time It's It makes no sense I don't know why He doesn't want it But whatever They
1: just need to introduce it Early on So that it can come it, back later Just so
0: they can build the so thing right, So he, he shows up And he, inter- he like grabs the Spider-Man And throws him
1: into a lake Yeah And Spider-Man is Is drowning When all of a sudden Something off camera Like zooms into the lake then comes out and we realize that uh iron man has saved spider-man from drowning yep and he drops him off (laughs) they have a heart Uh, to heart they have a heart to heart and it's revealed that tony is not actually in the suit he is in India somewhere. Yeah, he's like at a wedding in yeah. India. And beyond that, it's like
0: furthering the subplot of Tony Stark is being a dad to yeah. this little
1: orphan boy, and basically telling the orphan boy like you can't get involved in stuff like this. And, I and just want you to chill out. He's just like just be a friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah, he's just like be a friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Leave this all alone. Peter's not going to do that, of course. He's at school. There's something that happens where he
0: he gets one of the gems. Peter does. Yeah that's why those dudes come to the school uh, right. yes. the for the gem but is oh, this- he
1: finds it he finds it in he finds one of the gems like near the area where the party was where like the gun one of the guns went off he finds a piece of gem a piece of gem <laughs> a piece of gem are you sure this is happening now yeah because he finds it on the ground okay yeah so he finds a piece of gem what does he do with the gem
0: they go to the school and they're like trying to research it themselves in the chem lab. Oh yeah, they're like in tech class. Yeah, Yeah. but then the other, the bad dudes... There's this subplot where within the criminal gang, the one dude had the power fist of energy and was calling himself the Shocker, but then accidentally or intentionally, Michael Keaton kills that dude, and he's like, now this other dude gets to be the Shocker. And you're like, I appreciate establishing a world where these grown men refer to each other as their superhero names. Like, that's good. But also, this villain has zero motivation. Everything is just kind of like... Him being like, we gotta get more money.
1: He, he alludes to his family. He, he alludes, alludes to his family, to doing but it's never his like, family, But we don't know anything about his family. We don't know anything about right. him. Right? And they're all
0: like, but like, won't they? What if your family knew how you made this money? And it's like, I mean, he seems to have like endless money from yeah. these illegal arms deals. Why is he still flying around as a Birdman, Blue Collar Bird? Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. Except that he does have a pretty sick leather jacket. He does that thing that with the thing, yeah. with the, Ooh, the feathering. It's a good look. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's just. His motivation solely seems to be I want more money, but it's not clear why. Like there's, it's never like. And your wife has that cancer. Like that's all I requires
1: experimental treatment that you
0: can't afford. Exactly, and that this
1: incredible engineer can't build. Like you know, like we can't put the crystal in her. I don't know. It, it needs it needs more motivation on his part other than yeah. just he's a like, bad dude who loves who, money and and it has a family and but doesn't give a shit about anyone
0: else's family because yes. he's just selling illegal laser rocket launchers to anyone yes
1: yeah um but that's that's michael keaton that's for the,
0: you. yeah he's a mercenary dude uh, uh so at this point the bad dudes the new shocker and his other compatriot show up to the school
1: and They somehow, they have like a tracker. They're tracking the gem gem. because they're like, oh no, we
0: got to find the gem. This leads to a fight with Peter and the shocker guy,
1: right? I don't remember that. I thought that Peter just put like a, a like tracker on their car when they leave the school. Maybe. I think there's a fight later that, (laughs) that maybe like when Ned intercedes. Yeah. Ned does intercede in a fight later. Yeah. I think we're all over the place on this plot. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot. You know, I think that as we established, like the plot, like many of these Marvel movies, the plot is so kind of full and stacked with so many scenes and so many like minor characters. Yeah. That and the most interesting stuff tends to be anyway, like the jokes and the yeah. I mean, the, the, the point sort of, of easy this easy to the watch John jokes. Hughesian sort of high school for drama. sure. Yeah. So
0: long story short, though there. Peter's like, I got to back off of being a Spider-Man. He rejoins the academic decathlon team. They are going to a tournament in Washington,
1: D.C., and he's also aware, though, because he's keeping an eye on the tracker that he put yeah. on that car. He's aware that the... Um, and I think he agrees to, to go to the decathlon. I, I think that's because it. Because he, he realizes that the tracker is going down somewhere like in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So he agrees. He's like, i am oh, I going to get down to Maryland? Which is great because he's not Iron Man. He can't fly down there. He doesn't have a driver's He has license. to take the bus. He doesn't have a learner's <laughs> permit. Yeah. yeah. He has to so, take a school bus. So he goes down under the auspices of doing the decathlon. The, decathlon academic decathlon decathlon thing um for a second was like is it called a decathlon it is right (laughs) yeah because yeah it is because you shoot and ski yeah (laughs) and then you answer quiz bowl questions (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so they got these sweet blazers um oh they do and they keep and flash like has to give flash gets the position on the team when peter leaves and then he has to give the blazer back to peter (laughs) because there's only so many blazers and so
0: then they go there and they're all hanging out the night and, before, and they
1: invite Peter to like hang out with them at and the like at the pool and have a good time. But he he must be Spider Man. Yes, already the the two sides of his uh his his dual existence, the mm-hmm. pulling and so he doesn't get to show off his impossibly <laughs> ripped is, body. This is the thing is that we know that for a fifteen year old he is.
0: Just absurdly absurdly. Yoked. Yoked. The only yeah. high schooler I've ever known who looks like him was this dude in my high school who was literally the best wrestler in the country that m- m- in my class, and he was in my class, and he was real jacked. And Spider Man outjacks him yeah. like Spider
1: Man. That's a phrasing thing. But. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll work on that. But Spider Man is huge.
1: Yeah. And, but he doesn't get to show this off, even though right. his crush is invited. His crush, hang out and at the it's pool. just like, dude, you got, you yeah. got to be there. And we are actively like, it would be more fun to watch him hang out at the pool. <laughs> oh, I love awkward. it. And everybody just be like, what the? heck? But, yeah, I want to see those reactions. <laughs> so chats. do I. But no, he's he's got like it's evening, and he's got a little bit of time before he's got to go to bed, and uh, he's gonna track down this thing. I forget what he does here. So he goes and he finds the truck, and he's able to like find the truck, but only because, um, cause is that like an abandoned gas station only in part only because he realizes that he can with Ned's help, he's able to turn off the locks on the suit that Tony gave him. And he can turn off the tracker that allows Tony to see where he is. Yes. So Tony won't be Tony and happy. Can't see where he is. Um, And he has full access to, like, all the Pursuit's powers that he didn't even know existed, because it it had, like, training wheels on, Yeah,
0: and I think this is really dumb, personally. Like, I just kind of like the idea that he has, like, the powers of the Spider-Man.
1: I don't like that it's like he's this computer-assisted cybernetic Iron Man type. I mean, I agree. I don't think that it, like, gives him a ton of, of, like, Iron Man powers. I think that one of the important things that this allows it to do is it gives him someone to talk to. Yes, that's true. And in the upcoming scenes... Because he has, like, a Jarvis equivalent that he names Karen. Yes, and he needs that in these upcoming scenes because Spider-Man spends time alone, and he needs to be, like, in conversation with someone. You're not wrong. Yeah, Um, because a lot of the obstacles he faces aren't exactly, like, enemies that he can quip against. Right, right. So Um, uh, he tracks down this truck, and he's going to try and... And then he realizes that the truck is actually trying to... uh, Is part of, like, an operation to try and, like get into this like Stark Industries truck or something like that. I don't know. Or like a This is like a, a department of control or whatever that thing was. Just that they have like more shipping, gems. Yeah, they're shipping gems around alien so, gems. So Adrian Toomb's uh, blue collar Birdman, and his and his team want to get more of these gems. So they're, they're going they're heisting. to they're heisting them from like a truck in the middle of like this truck's movement. So um Spider-Man gets... There's, like, a fighting, fighting, fighting... Birdman shows up. Bird, bird, bird. Not Birdman Sam, but, like, Vulture Man. Uh, Michael Keaton. And, like, Spider-Man ends up getting, like... They have, like, this weird technology that allows them to pass through matter.
0: Walls, yeah. Walls, they can, like, basically. open
1: holes in walls. Yeah, using, like, the Jatari technology. But anyway, Spider-Man... And they
0: lock him in Gets the locked truck.
1: in a truck. Yeah. So he comes to, in this truck, after like, with a concussion... And he kicks out the back door and he's just in this giant warehouse. Like a government warehouse. A government warehouse just full of these trucks that probably all have like old Chitauri technology. And he's locked in this warehouse and he can't get out.
0: And meanwhile, this is, I think, the thing that like the
1: gem that he had is in somebody's bag who's on the academic decathlon team. Yeah, And he finds out. Like from overhearing it, he finds out that the gems, if they go near, um, x-rays, can radioactivity, be, radioactivity of any kind can be like activated and turn into like essentially small bombs. Yeah. They'll just so go off right now. We have Peter spending all night in this warehouse. He's got to get out. He's got to talk to Ned. Um, cause Ned has a gem. He's going to miss the decathlon. Uh, and he's stuck in here because he can't get the door open and it's like on a timer. Yeah. So, um, There's, like, all of these shots of him just, like, kind of trying to get out and Goofing
0: around, learning how the suit works. It's been 20 minutes, but it feels like forever. And then how does he actually get out?
1: Does it blow something up? I can't remember. I don't remember. Does he... I don't. Remember. I don't remember. He gets out somehow, but he it's gets out. Late but it's day. like too late. Yeah. The
0: academic decathlon already happened. He so missed, he missed it. it, which doesn't actually like really even get played for. Like the you let down the team that I expected. Yeah, it just kind of occurs. Admittedly, well, it's because, it's things because, get crazy after that.
1: Yeah, I think that part of it is because yes, things get crazy, so no one kind of cares about the decathlon after a bit. But I think it's also partially that they're just like, yeah, actually, that's just Peter like yeah. it's kind of, like they're just like he's you didn't let us down we just he's a flake which so, is kind of more hurtful definitely. i think to him so anyway um ned at the same time we're seeing like this montage as peter's trying to get back to dc like riding on the backs of trucks and stuff yeah um we see that ned has the his bag and it has to go through an x-ray because they're in dc and, and they're, they're going to the washington monument. and they're going to the washington monuments so they're going and they're also just like going through a whole bunch of different things that would require bags to be x-rayed yeah so they, they go in so they're at the washington washington monument they're in the in the monument in the um elevator elevator right and peter is like Just about to arrive. So he
0: like runs up and he's like, no, they ride the elevator to the top of the thing. And at the top, the gem explodes because it was activated by the x-ray machine. And then all the kids die. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Because he he hangs up the mantle. Peter (laughs) just (laughs) watches on as the entire monument crumbles. Uh, Um, No. In fact, the monument like kind of cracks and gets unstable.
1: Peter, but it doesn't exactly explode. It kind of like shoots out like rays that sever like key elements of like like the um, elevator elevator. Mm-hmm. So like the elevator is about to drop at any moment and no one is injured as of yet.
0: No, but the elevator is like going to fall to the yes. bottom of the thing. Peter, and that will injure them. <laughs> yeah, that will kill you. Uh, Peter climbs to the top of the Washington Monument. He has to like break through one of the windows to get yeah. into it. He is being... Like accosted by in, he's in his
1: Spider Man suit at this time. Yeah,
0: he is Spider Man. Yeah. Um he's trying to like get in so that he can catch the elevator before it falls. Fighting, fighting, fighting. But he, with
1: windows. <laughs> yes, he fights with the windows. I think that like the government shows up at some point with like men in helicopters. helicopters. With I think guns. he uses the helicopter for leverage to yes, break the glass. He does. Yeah. He
0: gets in there, catches the elevator. Uh and gets everybody out of the gets last everybody second. out, saves the academic decathlon trophy. Yes. Uh, catches the pretty girl. S- saves, saves the crush. Yeah. Uh, saves everybody. And then he falls to the bottom of that thing.
1: But he's okay.
0: Like, yeah, he's like not re- like he's recovered. Yeah. He's, uh, he ends up being fine. <laughs> he's fine. But he, he does manage to save everybody at the last minute. And, and his story, his cover story is that he was like on the ground
1: nearby, but wasn't there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that, basically. Uh, that's DC, baby. It's a pretty cool sequence. I it like is a good sequence. sequence. Yeah. Uh, let's scroll through this uh, Wikipedia entry and see where we pick
0: Dude, up. Dude, like, it's so weird because I remember everything that happens, but the order of it
1: is just completely gone. Yeah. Um, uh, so he saves all of his friends. They return to New York. And um, so that's this is when Peter Parker goes and finds... Uh, 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 I'm forgetting his name. Um, Donald Glover. And he finds Donald Glover again. And he's like, hey, who is the dude that oh, you were buying yeah, yeah. this stuff from? And uh, he's using a voice modulator to try and make himself like sound bad like the older. Batman. Yeah. And Donald Glover is like, you sounded like a girl before. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a decent joke. Oh, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. And uh, he finally gets him to give up like Adrian Toome's name. Is that it? Or something like that. Yeah, he like learns the whereabouts of the weapons dealers. Yeah, he finds out. um, And then he... Something happens with the Staten Island Ferry. There's an incredibly lengthy sequence. Yes. Okay, this is then... So he finds out that there's going to be another weapons deal on the ferry. Yeah. On the Staten Island Ferry. So he shows up there and um, kind of interrupts the weapons deal. But he finds out only, or like, oh no! I guess he doesn't find that out yet. So he he interrupts the weapons deal, but one of the weapons goes off, and it like splits the ferry in half. It slices it in half. He like helps to tie it together, but With that's his not webbing, enough. But it's not quite enough. Tony Stark shows up again yeah. and saves the day, like welds the, the ferry back together, saving everybody on board. And he like basically picks up Spider-Man by the scruff of the neck and like carries and him over. I to, think like,
0: that there is an interaction where he sees Michael Keaton's face.
1: Is it, Yes. He sees Michael Keaton's face. So he knows, he knows who, who Adrian Toomes is like the yeah. Falcon man or whatever. Kn- Vulture. Yeah. He knows, Vulture he knows is. who the vault Michael Keaton is. He now recognizes Michael Keaton. Um, and he knows that that's like the guy he's got to get. Yeah. So he, um, alternate title, got to get that guy. <laughs> Spider-Man colon got to get that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, chasing that spider. Um, um, so Iron Man like basically pulls him aside and is just like, nah, not anymore. Yeah. Now, I'm, like, taking I'm taking suit. the suit. You can't do this. You just almost got all those people killed. And the Spider-Man's like, but it was a weapons deal. And Tony was like, I know. I set it up and tipped off the FBI. Like there are a bunch of FBI agents. Like they were interceding. Yeah, we were going to deal we with were this. Going to, we were going to get him. We were going to get him mm-hmm. like the right way through the criminal justice system, which Tony <laughs> Tony loves <laughs>
0: has an incredible amount of faith in. Yes, <laughs> as we all do. So much. Uh,
1: no problems there. No, no, never. Especially in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, so Tony's like, no more suit. It's my suit now. Uh, you just go be a student. I'm tired of dealing with you. I'm disappointed. I'm, you know, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yes.
0: And so like play your Charlie Brown music as he shuffles away, not yeah. being Spider-Man. And, uh, so he, he goes back to school and he's like, I guess I better get a date for homecoming. Yes, cause homecoming is coming up. And Finally. So he asks the uh, smoking Liz. babe. Her name is Liz. Her name is Liz. I forgot her name is Liz. All right. And he and he asks the hot chick
1: who's way out of his league. She'd never like him. Yeah. Except for the fact that he's very handsome and completely ripped. <laughs> yeah. And totally charming
0: <laughs> and, and, and like, a like genius. Very funny
1: and very cool. Yeah, and it was like Works <laughs> with Tony Stark. Has like the equivalent of like a an eight figure job like right. for a high school. Well
0: and but in this context He's like he's I also, lost the internship Is what yeah. he tells everybody So now he's free To be around Be a normal student And he asks her out And she says yes Yeah she's like Yeah I've been waiting For you to
1: ask me Obviously this is always how it works Yes Yeah it um, never backfires So yeah He's just like gonna be a normal kid now and like this is the this is the consolation prize is that the girl that he likes likes him too everything works for him so everything kind of works out so it's the night of the dance night of the dance Peter's gotta go pick up his lady I don't remember how he goes to get there but maybe he just walks uh, I think his
0: aunt drops him off
1: oh yeah yeah his aunt drops most him likely. off likely uh, cause he can't drive yet so they're gonna have yeah. to be driven there and so but he walked and it's the house that was the party was at previously. of course cause she held the party she held the party he goes to the door, rings that doorbell, and Matt, what happens? The great part about this is that we are building it up, but in fact, it is just another scene where he is just like approaching a door and the doorbell answers. Anyway, we see Peter at the door, uh, rings a doorbell, the door opens and we get a shot of Michael Keaton standing there like in dad clothes. Yes, like drying (laughs) his hands from having been cooking. It's one of those moments where my brain literally thought like, Wait, did we just cut to a different scene? My brain thought he's killed the entire family. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so dark. I know. Uh, no, it just turns out that Peter's crush, Liz, her dad is Adrian Toomes. Yep. Is the vulture. This the weapons dealer collar. who is motivated by his family. And the weird thing here is that part of the fake out is that he's not actually blue collar at all. And that's fair because he's been dealing in weapons for a while now. Yeah. So he is insanely rich right. and has this amazing modernist house. Incredible. Like, more just wonderful, beautiful Queens.
0: family. Yeah. Has really nothing, n- seemingly no wants in the world. Keeping his daughter in the latest iPhones. And, I assume. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, you're like, okay, this is pretty tense because that guy doesn't know who Peter is, but Peter knows who he is. Yes. There is some awkwardness that is also kind of played for classic, like, boy-picking-up-girl, dad-homecoming, yeah.
1: goofiness, which is fun. Like, the, like I'm sure that there's a scene where he just, like, picks up a knife and Peter flinches. That and happens. The, yeah. yeah,
0: that totally happens. Um, uh, they He drives them to the dance. Yes,
1: and this is the key, is that he says that he will drive them to the dance, and so Peter's been not super good about this. Not not subtle. He does is, not handle it well. Does not handle it well. He is literally staring at Michael <laughs> Keaton as though he wants to take Michael Keaton to the dance for fear of his own life. I don't know. What? He's just like staring at Michael Keaton the Definitely time. you can tell something's going on. Yeah. Michael
0: Keaton goes, hey, that was crazy what happened in D.C. Where were you? Peter does not have a good excuse. Yeah. He's uh, just like, I and was on the ground. Michael Keaton, he's a pretty sharp cookie. He helped build that suit, I guess. Yeah. And so he basically realizes that Peter Parker is Spider Man.
1: There's a great moment when um the he realizes it when they're at a at a light and the light turns from red to green and it casts his face in oh, green. Oh, it's good, yeah. And it's like not only is it like signaling not only is green the color like the vulture in the comic books, but it's yeah. also like signaling like that he puts it together. Yeah, that's good. And he realizes that that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So this is the most Awkward drive, yes, to homecoming ever. Oh my god! So, so they get they get to the school, and uh, Liz gets out, um, and Michael Keaton's just like, "I'm just going to talk to this boy for a second about you know treating you right, and etc." But he has more to say than that, and he's like, "You got to stop being the Spider Boy." Yeah. Well, he says like, "I would kill you now if yes. you hadn't saved my daughter's life." Right. He loves family, but he, yeah, he says like, "If if you try and get in the way of." What I do, or you know, what I do for my family, what I do for my living, yeah, I will kill you. I will kill you. And so he is not above killing a fifteen. He year is old boy. ready to kill that yes. kid. Um, uh, very much so. Honestly, just looking for an excuse. Peter gets out of the car, definitely uncomfortable, and goes up into the into the dance. And uh, Liz is waiting for him, and like people are dancing, people are having a good time, and he basically says. You don't deserve this. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And then he just leaves. Because he realizes that, simultaneous to this, Happy
0: Hogan is moving all of the precious... avengers gear Mm -hmm. from the avengers tower which is now being sold to the new avengers headquarters out in the boonies yeah and so there is this plane an invisible plane full of all this gear that's taking off from avengers tower and that would be a pretty easy thing to hijack if you were a man who had a flying bird suit and so peter realizes that uh, Michael Keaton is going to go steal all of these precious Avengers trinkets.
1: Yeah. Um, so he's running out of the high school and he's trying, he's, he's going to like get into his Spider-Man suit. When his all of like a homemade crappy homemade Spider-Man, Spider-Man suit. His is basically just a hoodie. Um, with goggles. Yeah, with goggles. When all of a sudden he gets punched and it's the shocker and this is the scene where yes. he fights the shocker the, the the second shocker shocker this the second yeah. shocker junior, shocker two um uh out like a bunch like there's a bunch of school buses and stuff it's like in the back of the school yeah. and he's not ready for it and this guy is just like he's like oh, adrian thought you might come out the back or something he's like you i'm know, here he's to kill you wailing now. on this 15 year old yeah uh and then um ned comes in and like uses the web web blaster like Peter's homemade web blaster to like blast the shocker. Yeah. So Ned gets his hero moment. Yeah. Very exciting for Ned. Good for Ned. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool. Cause like if I were Ned, I would also want to borrow my friend's web shooter. Oh, obviously yeah. dude. I want to play with that like all day. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Peter's like, thanks Ned. Got to go. Uh, and he changes into his, his Spidey his homemade Spidey costume kit. And then like goes to find the plane I guess up on Avengers Tower... Yeah, I I can't really remember how everybody. Michael how Keaton does he now has like the up there? Michael Keaton now is has like the breathing apparatus that allows him to fly. He finally let that dude install like the the high elevation breathing apparatus. That's right. So that's how he's planning to get in. I don't remember how Spider-Man gets to the jet. I feel like at some point he's actually just like webbed onto Michael Keaton. I that, that and it's definitely just like happens, up there, Yeah. But I don't know why that you know what I mean? Transpires. Exactly. Oh shit. No, we're totally forgetting. He, um, after he, he beats up the shocker, he, uh, he goes to Tom's warehouse because he had found out where the warehouse was. Yep, yep. So he goes to the warehouse and and uh, Michael Keaton Michael is Keaton's there, there working on a V
0: eight engine. Yes, just, just like,
1: like in an empty warehouse, just like being very dad about oh, it. Oh yeah, he's uh, just like this Camaro is going to be so sick, and it's like this empty warehouse with like one light that's like yep. lit up Michael Keaton. Yep. So he goes over there and he uh, great place to work. <laughs> he basically has the suit. Um, they have like their little talk where. Spider-Man's like, I'm not going to let you do this. And he's like, you will, because I'm the bird. Yeah. And then he like, his suit is flying around independently of him. And basically Spider-Man keeps dodging out of the way, but it's basically, basically taken out the pillars of this warehouse, this factory and the building collapses. Crushing Spider-Man. Crushing Spider-Man. The end of the movie.
0: And yeah. And you say that was Spider-Man. I guess he's Um, not coming home. Now, then we hear a voiceover from Tony Stark. that's like, like if you need the suit, you don't deserve it or whatever. Yes. If That's like what makes you Spider-Man. You're not Spider-Man.
1: And we see that Peter is like trapped under all of this, this rubble. Yeah. I found this to be a very affecting scene. I thought it was. He sounds like a kid. Cause he's yelling help. He's yeah. asking oh, for he's help. Oh, he's beat up. He's beat up. <laughs> he's, he's going to die there. He's screaming for help. And like, It was a a pretty stark reminder of the fact... Like Clearly, this is what they're going for. This is a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, Dealing with a lot. Oh, yeah. He's got... Including a lot of... Hormones. Yeah.
0: I can't even believe. Girls. Am I right? Girls' dads. Yeah. A lot of pressures. So, he, though, is ultra-ripped, and he realizes that, so then he just squats that sucker. He does. It looks painful, (laughs) but he does it. He does it. And there is this element here where... Like the properties of Spider-Man are a little unclear to me because he seems basically invulnerable. Uh, He doesn't seem to take hits quite the same way, which I get. Like I get that he's super strong and stuff, but like I assumed that he could be crushed, but it seems like maybe he kind of couldn't be crushed. Well, it's
1: unclear if maybe he also just like wasn't crushed because he's a spider boy. Yeah, or just because of the way that it all like landed. He on was him. a lucky spider, and that normally a person wouldn't be crushed by that, but they would be trapped.
0: Yeah, so he lifts this thing off of himself, and he, he gets out there, and
1: then somehow he gets in the air. He gets in the air, so everybody is in the air. The happy is. <laughs> Everybody's in the air. Happy is like is happy is very happy because he's finally cleared out Avengers Tower, and um, he doesn't know because the the new the leases the subletters are coming in the next day. So it's been a real rush. Yeah. And uh, he
0: has no idea that the uh, invisible plane has been like taken off course because the bird dude has Michael Keaton's like got some sort of fake tracking device that he's put up
1: there. Yeah. So it's it's like changing yeah the course of the plane because I don't think anybody's even flying the plane, right? No, it's a, it's a robot plane. plane? It's an invisible yeah. robot plane. Love it. Um so, so they all managed to get up on the plane somehow by all of them. I mean, Michael Keaton and, and, uh, Peter Parker.
0: there is a lengthy fight, plane explodes, bird suit explodes.
1: It all comes crashing down through on Coney Island. Coney Island, on the beach outside Coney Island, where luckily no one was, even though it looks like a nice summer night. Yeah, that's true. Um, I actually assume it's, it's early fall because it's homecoming. That makes more sense. Yeah, but still, you'd think you think it's a little chilly. So, like, flaming wreckage of plane parts just yeah. everywhere. Uh, Spider-Man basically fighting the Vulture one last time because they're both barely, like, well, keeping it together. The
0: Vulture is, like, hurt in the wreckage somehow. Yes. And then suit
1: is damaged severely.
0: Spider-Man carries him out and saves his life and ties him to all of the stolen gear.
1: Yes. Essentially his suit, like basically blows up and, and Peter saves, um, Michael Keaton's life at the last minute because he is a good spider kid. Yes. He's got a good heart. Yes. That's so true. All right. And that's, yeah. And so (laughs) the police find all the planes cargo. Um, they find Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is arrested. Uh, Peter's, Peter's girl, Liz is like, he meets her. Michael Keaton's daughter is Michael like, daughter, Oh no, yeah.
0: we have to move to Oregon or something. Yeah, My
1: mom says we're moving to Oregon because like my dad doesn't want us here for the trial. Um, pretty legit. Your fair. dad was a real bad criminal, yeah, was very bad man. Uh, like that is a bad realization to have. And it's amazing how rapidly you got this plan together to leave, but okay. And so she's leaving and Peter, um, gets, he gets like a message from Tony or something. In any case, Tony wants to see Peter. Yeah, so he sends a car for Peter, and Peter is driven uh, with Happy like to upstate New York to the new Avengers to compound. the new Avengers HQ, and um, Tony is there, and he basically like brings Peter along on this walk, and he's like, "We want to event- invite you into the Avengers officially." Uh, presumably, attempts Peter, to give him a new suit. Yes, attempts to give give him a new suit, like. Basically, yeah, just says, like, you can quit school and come be an Avenger. You can live here with vision. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. I don't want to live with vision. Um, And Peter says,
0: no. Yeah. And says, I assume this is a test, right? And
1: walks away. Yeah. And then we realize... It was not a test. Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts comes out of like a side door from which we hear a bunch of people gathering and talking as though a press conference conference is about to occur. Um, And it's a great scene because it's like one of the first times that we leave Peter's, uh, like instead of going with Peter when Peter leaves, we stay with Tony. Yes. And um, first of all, it's great that like, Tony and Pepper are back together, it seems.
0: And yeah, so they realize that they need something for this press conference to be yes. about. And as a result, Tony Stark will propose to Pepper Potts. It's,
1: it's a really great economic Expedient. way to like tell us, yeah, to tell us like, hey, they're back together. Like, and your they're getting couple, wed. And they're getting wed.
0: Uh, and also, the Spider-Boy is not part of the Avengers. He returns back to school. He goes to Academic Decathlon. The new captain of Academic Decathlon is...
1: Uh, Michelle. Who goes by MJ? This is Zendaya's uh, character. Who we find out, like, at some point, his name is Michelle. And at and that point in the movie, I was like, oh, wait you, a yeah, second. Yeah, no, definitely. It's not Mary knew. Jane, but, like, I right, was like you know who end. it is. Yeah. And also, she
0: uh, has revealed earlier in the film that she, like, kind of keeps tabs on Peter Parker. She's
1: got a crush. Oh, she's, she's, got she's sweet crush. on the Pete's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unquestionably. Uh, so. Spider-Man is still being Spider-Man. Parker still like runs around being Spider-Man. And, uh, the very end scene of the movie is that he, he comes home. Uh, and I guess again, he doesn't change into his clothes, but comes in through his window once more, uh, drops down, but forgot to shut his door this well, no, time. No, no,
0: no. It's that Tony Stark le- gave him back the suit in a bag on his bed. Oh, he just right. came That's home. It. And so then he puts the suit on. Okay. And while he's looking the other direction in the doorway, is Aunt May, yeah, <laughs> and she almost drops an F bomb. She does, but we cut but to we cut Ramon's to, yeah. song before that can happen, and then title credits. Yeah, um, and great credit sequence in this movie. Very good too. credit sequence. Uh, All right, we got through it. Yeah, that uh, that was not our cleanest, but hey, it's a good movie, though. It's a good movie. It was. Uh, I really like this movie a lot. I like this movie a lot too, and I think that this movie is very charming. And it was, feels like an Iron Man movie in so many different ways. It's yes. like, it is 50% an Iron Man movie, I feel like. Like, we are still but, moving Tony but along. But
1: unlike, unlike Doctor Strange, it is an Iron Man movie that it does not feel like a carbon copy so much as its own its oh, own thing. That just borrows a lot of the beats, but just like will spin out wherever it wants I to. I didn't mean that it was similar to yes. an Iron Man movie thematically. I mean that it is 50% a
0: movie about Iron Man. Oh, I don't think that's true. I mean, I just think that it's like, it's. I'd say it's like at most 10%. 25%. It's still moving the Tony Stark story as much as it's moving Spider Man story,
1: frankly. Like, I'm just saying, like. It's very smart about how it manages to move Tony Stark without it actually being about Tony Stark. Yeah, in the same sense, like, it's just
0: amazing, like, how much Tony Stark is still just like actually getting movies without getting movies like yes he gets civil war he gets a large chunk of this i assume he will get a large chunk of the next one of these probably you know what i mean like yeah dudes around well i, I <laughs> uh, maybe not yeah. I, I don't know i've heard some things <laughs> out I, in the I, world I read some reddit threads um yikes
1: yeah uh, no spoilers <laughs> Uh, in any case, I do. Yeah, I agree that there is a, like a lot of Iron Man in there. I think there's a lot of the original Iron Man DNA in this too. The there way is. that we open this with like a jokey shot of like Peter, kind of like just having conversation in the back of a car yep. with Tony, it seems like a direct, it's super Iron Man callback. Um, I just more than Civil War is a better movie. No I, I like of Civil War better than this movie, and I think I probably did too. I had more fun with this movie than I think I did with Civil War. Like, but movie, I, but I think is this is a fun movie. Civil War is not a fun Civil movie. Civil War is the attempt at making, like, what if we made a serious superhero movie the same way that The Dark Knight is an yeah, attempt to it make is, a serious it is, superhero movie. It
0: is totally in that vein. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's also just, like, dealing with much more intensive themes than, you know, high school, which is not, like, better or worse, but it no. just is. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just, it is. It's it going is. to be darker yes a high school movie almost inherently unless it's euphoria i guess (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) i thought we were gonna not talk about that anymore sorry uh i i agree i just i had so much fun watching this movie yeah it was really cool i thought that the vulture twist was the one time that i have been genuinely surprised in any of the marvel movies
0: i was actually surprised when uh what's his name was bucky barnes
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, didn't, I, I didn't knew know, about that ahead of time. Yeah, I didn't know that. So I, I think this, the amazing thing is maybe that this spoiler somehow did not filter through. You know why it is?
0: It, it didn't because the problem with this movie, and like I agree that that twist did surprise me, right? Like yeah. I think we're supposed to kind of see it coming, but like I didn't. Um, I never see any of them coming though, so whatever. But <laughs> um, I definitely didn't see this one either. The problem is that Michael Keaton's character sucks. He's, he is not a good enough character to. He doesn't become an interesting character until that twist, and, and he's holding in the movie off, a yes. lot, and you don't get enough about him because they need to keep because him enigmatic, keep him. so yep. they can pop the twist.
1: Um, I agree. I think that it could have been solved. Um, I I, I, there's there's to ways sucks. to fix I'd it. I say that he is disappointing. He
0: just he just doesn't bring anything, and so like the reason you never heard about it is because he he's just so he empty.
1: I don't I don't. I think the character doesn't bring anything. I think Michael Keaton does a very good job with what he has, though. I found every scene that he was in, I was very entertained by Michael Keaton.
0: I feel like in the early parts of this movie, Michael Keaton is just chewing on scenery. Like, yeah, but way, that's fine with I me. I don't know, I'll man. I watch Michael Keaton chew scenery. I just feel like it's not even like, it's just kind of like, I guess this dude's bad. But like, the other thing about it is like, he is not a long term adversary to Spider Man.
1: Right, like I know well, that. Well, we got to talk about the post-credit sequence, but sure. But I'm saying that I'm watching this movie and I'm like, this dude is not the guy. You want, you want hints of like Green Goblin. I want, yeah, the I big want bad. You want the Joker, the equivalent of the Joker for. I feel like know. if you're rebooting the Spider-Man, just like give me some
0: Harry Osborn somewhere. Like this is the only yeah. comic book thing I like know about. I don't even talk about Oscorp. No, there's yeah.
1: no reference to it. There's and so it's. But they've also done that. I don't so care. much and it's been done to death. That's, that's the Sony's problem, not my problem. See, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. I'm okay with not having Harry Osborn. I'm okay with like introducing MJ only at the very end. I'm oh, okay I'm fine with, with no that. I actually really like that. Yeah. I, I, love, I, I just, love the way that we they, kind of like lay that all out. In the past 10 years, we've had two different Harry Osborne's. But like, I also just know
0: that, and I guess this is what I'm trying to get at, is I know that this dude is not coming back.
1: That th- I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. I think that the post-credits sequence... Implies some. It interesting implies
0: stuff. that he is in prison and he's not going to kill it. But why? So let's just talk about the post credit sequence. All right. We'll the post credit sequence that happens is Michael Keaton's in prison and this dude comes up to him and is like, hey, I know we can kill the spider kid. I hear, you know, you yeah. know who he is. And, and like, let's do this thing. Yeah. He put all my friends away or something. Yeah. And Michael Keaton's like, nah, that dude's, I don't know anything about him. Because Michael Keaton loves family. He respects family more than anything else. And he respects that Peter Parker saved him and his daughter. Yeah. And that slowly
1: he'll work his way through the whole family. (laughs) Why have that scene then? I think just to eliminate him entirely as a threat. That's an interesting decision to make. Um, It seems kind of like... That's, I mean, that's what it feels like to me. To me, it felt as though like there is more going on. You in- think that he is going to personally go after the Spider-Man? I think that's a possibility. That yeah. feels that feels dumb to me. I, I don't. I don't know about. that. I think that like there's a the potential that he's like saving that he wants to save it for himself. Yeah. But I so uh, I I see what you're saying. He wants I just, that fifteen-year-old like, blood on his hands. <laughs> but we already have like Thanos looming in the background. Like, do we need another? Like, does a Spider-Man universe need its own villain when it's it's also interacting with the Marvel universe? Like, what is the Green Goblin to Peter if he's about to go to space to fight Purple Man? (laughs) That's that's quite the question. (laughs) Uh,
0: I feel as though this... I don't know. I see what you mean, and I can see the argument, but I just feel like this movie is a stronger movie. Just as a movie, yeah. like as a side story, if it has a better, more lasting villain.
1: I see what you're saying. Um, I, I just feel like. This do any of them do that? Don't they all have the one off villains? And then you just kind of have. I mean, other than I Loki mean, like, and Thor, like, you have, which is a different dynamic. Yeah, entirely.
0: you have like Civil War is like the interpersonal which is which strife which is is driven yes and that's
1: why it's the best of them is because for once we don't have a villain that just needs to be put behind bars right right uh also can i quick interlude quick interlude yeah go ahead um i was on i got apple apple tv plus or whatever it is recently the free trial um And I last night while I was trying to look for something to watch, I became really enamored with the fact that uh, everything on there, while also being rated like TV MA or TV 14 or PG 13 or whatever, also has this uh, age rating where it gives a distinct age. And this is linked to something called Common Sense, which is apparently like a common sense media. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, All of the Marvel movies are for eleven. Twelve or at most 13 year olds according to this not rating at system most. They, they you, go, mean, you mean
0: they go the, like the lowest the age that, age would, be that it would be appropriate I was going to say we are
1: significantly older than that and it's yes. still legal for us to well, watch them no. uh, yeah so that's the lowest age like, like, I think Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is like 11 uh, the Avengers movies are all 13 because sure. they're a little bit more violent one of them is rated for 14 Civil War and older no Ooh. it's not Civil War is it the last one is no. it Endgame 2?
0: End game no. I have no idea. The Incredible Hulk.
1: Oh! Because <laughs> yeah. of the <laughs> sex part? I have Maybe, or like the overt homoeroticism. I have no idea. I, I, I assume it has to be the fact that there is like a
0: scene when a character might have sex. But then can't because... I, I think that common sense is also... Maybe somehow religiously affiliated. I could be wrong. In which case it would be. I think there's like a conservatism to it that, like, any allusion to sex would actually tick them off far more than somebody like blowing somebody's head off. Yes. Oh, I agree. Uh, So I think that's probably it. That's probably it. Yeah. I was fascinated. Also, I just think that movie is not fit for human consumption. So it it should just be like no age given. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
1: only if you are like, over a hundred and have exhausted every other film. and
0: if so it like the coronavirus this will, is more likely to kill you do. the older
1: you are so don't do it mortality rates for watching the incredible <laughs> are very high we'll release those in our upcoming report on the marvel movies oh um, man So, Um, in any case, I think this this movie is great. I think this movie is great. It does have a villain problem. It just has a problem. Most of them have a villain problem. Most of them do. But I think that it is somewhat saved by the fact that Michael Keaton is the villain, and I enjoy watching Michael Keaton. And
0: and I do. I just wish it was better, because, like, man, this movie, with just, like, the slightest tweaks to him as a character, it would just... Sing like it would just yeah. be really excellent, and
1: you see what they're trying to do with his totally. character. You like, see, that's what's it's so frustrating yeah. because
0: it is all there, and they give everybody else, even the most minor, like high school kids, just have great lines and stuff. Yeah, and he and just doesn't de- get the same care for some reason, despite yeah. having more screen time. Yeah, and it's just a bummer.
1: It is. Um, I will say though that now, more than any other film, the next Spider Man movie, which will be our final movie yes. in this uh journey, this journey. Is now my most anticipated. I'm looking forward to. Oh, that I'm one, but... much more interested in Endgame. I'm more interested at this point in Spider Man. I mean, I'm still looking forward to Endgame, but like, I that was that was the most fun I've had watching a movie in general in a while. Hmm. I mean, I did I did have a blast, but yeah. I also will admit admit that like I like Spider Man a lot. He's my favorite superhero. I mean, Spider Man's a cool dude. I get like strong nostalgia for it. So uh, I, the closest that I come to being a fanboy is probably is for Spider Man. It's probably for Spider Man. Yeah, I get that. Like, there's yeah, there's all kinds of like fun little things thrown in around that around that movie for like people who read the comic books. In okay, the 90s. I think it is time to rank these films. All right, so what is the current ranking, Matt? Currently, we have. At number one, Captain America Civil War. At number two, Iron Man, the first Iron Man. Then if you remember correctly, we moved to number three, we moved Captain America Winter Soldier. Then at number four, Guardians of the Galaxy. At number five, the Avengers. At number uh, six, we have Iron Man 3. At number seven, we have Avengers Age of Ultron. Eight, Doctor Strange. Nine, Thor the Dark World. Ten, Captain America the first Avenger. Eleven, Iron Man 2. Twelve, Thor... 13 guardians of the galaxy, uh, volume two, <laughs> 14 Ant-Man and that 23, the incredible Hulk. Yeah. I feel like this movie is number three. Yeah, dude. Do you think it's better than winter soldier? Uh, I mean, I enjoyed this more than winter soldier and I enjoyed winter soldier a lot. I, that is difficult. You
0: know, I it's funny. It's definitely better than guardians of the galaxy. Well, Yeah, I agree with that. But I was in a, I was in a bar recently and winter soldier was just on TV and you could feel the hits. Dude, it is hard not to watch that movie when it's on yeah. because like the action sequences, that highway sequence happened. Yeah. And I I don't know what happened with the people I was hanging out with. Because like if it is in your sight line, you can't not watch it. And yeah. it's so visually well constructed that is equally uh, narrative and exciting just to see it. Yes. Yeah. And I think about that and I'm like, this movie didn't have that. No, but, but it has I like: so much but I charm. think I
1: like this movie more.: Yeah. It's hard.: I would give it number three personally.:
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll, give it, it I'll, give it to, I'll give it to you for number three.: Yeah, I'll do it. I, I don't know if I liked it more than Winter Soldier, but it's close enough that I'll, I'll do it.
1: All right. Yeah, with that at number three, what is the list? Uh, number one is Captain America Civil War still. Number two is Iron Man, the First Iron Man number three is spider-man homecoming and then number four we have captain america winter soldier so that's how we restructured to run through the rest of it really quickly because we always do that and we would be remiss if we didn't five is guardians <laughs> of the galaxy six is the avengers seven is iron man three eight is uh, avengers age of ultron nine is doctor strange ten is thor the dark world 11 is captain america first avenger 12 is iron man 2 13 is thor 14 is guardians of the galaxy volume 2 15 is ant-man and then number 23 is the incredible hulk very well done, uh, Incredible Hulk. The most adult Marvel movie. Yes, the the truly the most mature
0: <laughs> of all the work. of all the, of everything that they did. Um, all right, man. Uh, do
1: you have any other thoughts on Spider Man? I just I I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, you really like this. I movie. really like this one, and I was I was very hesitant because I felt kind of burnt out on Spider-Man and it wasn't until civil war that like, I think this is credit to Tom Holland who plays. Well, and Peter I think Parker. that civil
0: war is a really great introduction. Fantastic man
1: Yeah. And that we're not doing the whole backstory. Uncle Ben dies it's awesome. again. Yeah. It's so good. And I think, I think Tom Holland is an excellent more than Spider-Man. He's an excellent Peter Parker. Yes, really Spider-Man more than any of the others is someone who has the duality to his, he's like a plain clothes dude. Yes. Yeah. And because he the,
0: everybody else is just like out there. You know who Captain yeah. America is. Thor
1: is just Thor. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then Tony comes out as Iron Man right away. So there's that, that really, that lovely, like adolescent duality where yeah. we all kind of feel like, like strangers and yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good dumb metaphor. Yes. It's wonderful. Uh,
0: so uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, That's all I have. Nice. I don't have anything else about Marvel movies. But. Is it time to talk video games? Tell me about what video games you've been playing. I have been playing Into the Breach while I've been sick. Yeah, we uh, talked about that a while back. It was my game of the year 2018. Was
1: 2018 or 2019? 2018.
0: Eighteen because 2019 just ended.
1: You're right. <laughs> what was your game of the year 2019? I don't know. I didn't really Death play Stranding? games. Probably Death Stranding, like yeah. the
0: game I played. Uh, Into the Breach is incredible. I think Into the Breach is like
1: top, top games. <laughs> like top five all time?
0: I mean, it, I, I don't know. I think it's like a competitor, though, for...
1: Game of the generation.
0: Yeah. Like, I think it's in the conversation. I think it's really excellent. And it's funny because when I first played it, I was like, this game is really awesome. And I played it a bunch. And then I never really completed around. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just got pretty far a couple times. I'm like, "Ah, oh, this is really good. And I played a bunch. But um, now I just went back and like, my understanding of the basic ways it works is there. So I was able to just, I kind of am seeing like higher level mechanics and stuff in a way I just wasn't before. Mm-hmm. And it's just awesome. It is all of the things I like about XCOM just distilled down into like a crack. Like, it's very aggressive. Um, it it just, uh, it's a very thoughtful video game. I don't know. I, I'm surprised because you don't like it, but it's. I don't
1: know. It's not that I don't like it. I just don't like it as much as you do. Well, but you don't seem to have had a thing where you would like tell people about it. No,
0: you know what I mean. You don't seem to I, think it's like it doesn't excellent. have
1: my favorite parts of XCOM, or which are what is like working with these characters that I become attached to over the course of so like you do many, that many hours. You send this a uh, person back every time. Yes, one person. That's the joy of it. Yeah, no, I want more than that. I want a full team because, like, in my head, when I have an XCOM team, they are interacting with each other. So, so, it but is, during the round, you do have a yeah. team. That's the killer. thing. But I want. I want this like over the course of a campaign. I guess that the difference and, and this is this is this is a very mechanical game um and I really respect its mechanics and like I think it is fine is clearly very fine tuned and like it allows for you can play around with a lot of things and it's, yes. it's very very carefully considered but also like much broader than it initially seems
0: oh definitely
1: um I think it just like it doesn't have that that sense when i like run a guy into um like the dark space in XCOM where like you haven't cleared yet where it's shadowed over still. Mm -hmm. And you don't know if there's enemies there where I'm just like saying a prayer while I do it. See, because I'm worried about losing a match, but because I'm worried about losing my guy.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I feel that constantly with this game because like what's weird about it is that you have a team of three people. They drop down in mechs and you fight a bunch of giant bugs and like a strategy thing. That's what this game is. Yeah. Overhead strategy game. Yeah. Uh, Isometric. Yeah. Super Nintendo. Looking. Grid based. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I've found about it is like, once you start having a person that you run with, like they'll, you know, it says like number of timelines. Yeah. And so you have somebody in there like the four timelines and you're like, well, I'm got to take this dude.
1: Yeah. And I then, and then,
0: point. and then the pressure is just so elevated. When they, cause they're almost inevitably your strongest person, which means you just start putting all this weight on them. They are more at risk
1: by virtue of being they, they,
0: like, you start having to use yeah. them. And because like, you know that they are the one who can do it, but that, um, that means that they are most likely to die. And so you just have these scenarios where it's like the thing that this game does that I feel like XCOM does not do. And I having not played XCOM 2 um, is that because this game makes you... Your life bar is essentially like the buildings yeah. in the world. Your goal is really just to protect the buildings, right? Like, it doesn't matter if your people die. Like, it matters because you will be less capable of protecting the buildings next time. But, like, you will pass the mission if all of the mechs die and the buildings survive. Yeah. Um, But you're just... The more you play it, the more situations you find yourself in where you prioritize the team over the buildings. And yeah. that is... And the buildings are people who die, and like they talk. At the you see, of the, yeah, you and see the it, buildings it's talking. It's really, with, really good. Yeah. Like, it's a very smart the, game. The pressures of it, I find incredibly engaging. And the thing that I want XCOM to have is this: like, when there's civilians in XCOM, there's just like one person. It's like escort them out or something. And it there are missions where, where there are multiple people. Multiple there are multiple
1: people. So you have to yeah. But the, to those it
0: never felt. Like, I kind of don't care about those people in the same way I care about these people. With the buildings. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it. Uh, But I feel so much
1: more connected to, like... The tension is much tighter, I feel like, in this than it is in those...
0: (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't exactly know what it is. Because, like, my obligation in XCOM, I feel like, is to, like, the team. Yes. But I think what's really interesting is that in this game, my obligation is to the mission...
1: And then what the game does
0: is it makes me care more about the team.
1: Yeah. If you fail that mission in XCOM, the game goes on. Yeah. If you fail it in this, what happens? You game over on the timeline. Okay. If, so, you, if like, you lose too many buildings, you yeah. game over on the timeline. Yeah. So there's always an actual gameplay imperative to to protecting the, the buildings, the innocent people over your team. Yes. But you also want to protect your team because, of course, you want to protect your team.
0: Yeah. And because you've been leveling the team. Yeah. And so it's like that push and pull, I find deeply satisfying. I mean, I have to go back to it. I really I, think you should. Cause I, I will, I think that you would
1: really like it. I will. Um, I think that like it's, yeah, I think that like my favorite, my favorite kind of tactics games these days tend to be the ones that are more inspired by D and D and have a lot more like simulation involved in them. Uh, yeah, and you, that was you want always,
0: that my, that divinity style flexibility. I want that divinity
1: flexibility. Uh and I think that that XCOM is like the the point in between these two. Uh where this is this feels much more like moving chess pieces and of course chess or you know whatever equivalent you want to choose is like, you know, great and maybe you know, one of the greatest games ever invented for a reason. Sure. But it has that tightness that um that I think sometimes turns me off a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. But I I do, I want to go back to it and I should go back to it. The thing that
0: I didn't like about Divinity, which I thought was really cool and I need to play more of it, but like the thing that I did, I was kind of like, it's so, because it's not like on a grid and stuff, it's just kind of like an actual modeling of 3D space. There's like finicky...
1: Is there a grid? There is a grid. It's Maybe hitting. you
0: have to like turn it on, but like it feels kind no of like turn it on, floppy where it's like all of the things are like these circles that kind of like yes. intersect. Like yeah. it's kind of a grid, but it's kind of not a grid. Yeah. And there's like this touchiness of like, well, this dude's foot's kind of like over on top of this thing. And now we're all sort of like stacked up.
1: And that's, and that's the thing is that it breaks. It and breaks. But it's also, but the best part about it is that it's breakable.
0: Yeah, though I feel like the the best part about it is that they've actually coded in all the stuff like working when it works right. Yeah. That's like what I actually like about it. Like the breaking isn't what I like. The The, the finickiness isn't the fun part. I think that the finickiness can sometimes work
1: to your advantage too.
0: It can, yeah. well, but, but that's, it works to your advantage in like a Dark souls kind of like, yeah. like, oh, the game kind of can't handle it. Which
1: I kind of love. I win. I don't know. There's all kinds of weird stuff that you can do in that game that never. The games never cease to surprise me.
0: Sure, the, the, and, and I get that. Yeah,
1: I, I get that. But I guess that like what I find
0: very engaging about this game, and what I'm finding more engaging about it, is like this game is juice is it acts totally straight laced, ultra mechanical. Yeah. But then they actually are like clearly blatantly nba jam style tweaking everything for maximum drama hmm. where like the buildings have a percentage chance yes. to throw off damage right like which to, is great if they if something tries to damage them it's that percentage isn't right really i because it always happens huh. when i'm in like the bottom when i have like less than three lights. that's life. really cool
1: and it doing that. and
0: it like never happens and when you have full life
1: these are this this is the developer of uh faster than life yeah so that would make sense because the, that game is, that game is a hundred percent adjusted this, like this has a game, game director is DM. that adjusts on the fly. That's
0: that's the thing yeah. that I have realized playing it more. The game is like
1: it has a game master that is
0: going through it is, through and tweaking it things. is not yes, actually yeah. it acts like it is chess but it's like chess where occasionally somebody just walks by and is like you can move that one twice this turn i don't know it, yeah. it just seems fun because and you're like "Okay, right you're the chess master yeah like i guess that i will just do it that's interesting like, you can tell like the enemy spawns and stuff i just you can feel and maybe i'm crazy like maybe i'm constructing it but I don't think that any of my buildings have ever rejected damage yeah. when I have full grid health. You should look into that. I don't want to. Fair enough. I don't want to know. Well, I definitely I definitely will go back
1: to this. It's really good. I Yeah. I haven't been, been gaming a whole lot, but I was also sick and kind of wished that I had sat around with my Switch and played some of this now. Because I wasn't...
0: That's what I've been doing.
1: Yeah. And it's nice because you can just like go through some and then put it down and, and go through. And yeah, you know. I mean, that's the big difference also between this and divinity original, Sin oh, too, which is also on the switch. Um, is it really? Yeah. Does, I it, don't know how. does it work? Apparently it works up until the end game where it is loading in because that game recalls all of your decisions. And like literally if you, you Oh, know, so it world world that performs in, worse the longer it yes, does because yeah. it, is, it is, it's filling in. That's so much not good. More. Um, no, That, man, that game is fantastic. I'm very excited for Baldur's Gate 2. Three.
0: I can play. You can can go play Baldur's Gate 2 right now, dude. Uh,
1: Also, I'm just excited to play D&D again. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's always a good time. Um, But yeah. Into the Breach. I'll check it out. Catch it.